Welcome to Glasgow Evangelicals Podcast. Thanks for listening with us today. Our hope is that today's sermon equips you to live the gospel joyously. Come along with us as we learn to live the gospel together. How do we make the worthwhile resolution of renewing our minds stick? And why is it important? But there's two verses that I think really kind of make us focus on it. And the first verse is found in Romans chapter 12, verses 2, and it says this. Verse 2, not verses, verse 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When we renew our minds, we're able to understand what God really desires. If we've got so much clutter and things going on and we're being distracted, I don't know if we can really renew our minds. Jesus later on says things like, hey, you can't serve money and God. There's two masters going and you can't do that. I think that's interesting because you can go into plenty of other aspects into that and go, no, I can't have two masters. Man, if I live a distracted life and try to live Jesus, I can't have both. And Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven solidifies it when a guy comes up to Jesus and says, hey, what's the most important commandment? There's 10 of them. Well, there's hundreds of them, but what's the most important one? And Jesus replies, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. That's my question today for us. Are we in the process of renewing our mind or do we just keep on trying to stuff things in, hoping it will change, getting rid of some things and not really going, no, this is the new renewing of my mind. Would you pray with me this morning? God, as we dive into your word and your scripture, Lord, I I pray that we would desire a renewed mind. That God, all the things that we've been dealing with with day in and day out that that is distracting us from hearing your Holy Spirit, that is taking us away from the path that you have clearly laid out for us in your scripture. That God, when we read your Bible and we have the foundation of you that we, we are looking towards you, the author and perfecter of our faith, and we're throwing off the things that hinder us. And God, that, that we're losing the weight of unforgiveness. And God, that we are even looking into our own hearts and going, God, what is it that is, is old and stuck? God, I thank you for the fact that even in these three prayer requests, we can see you working that, God, that you have done a miracle in Andrea's life. God, she was on the brink of death, but you restored her health. And, God, would she see that as a chance to glorify you and continue to renew her mind to, to glorify you in absolutely everything she does. And, God, we have David who's looking for a great outcome. Lord, I also know their hearts are to always glorify you as well. And so whatever that outcome is, would they seek to praise you? 
they seek to give you the glory in their life. And God, even in the midst of LaVon Lawrence's funeral and death, God, we see the renewing there that you promised us that those who would die who are in you are, are also resurrected. God, maybe not in bodily form, but she's with you and she gets to experience your embrace. She gets to experience your love. That's our hope, Lord, and, and God, that's, that's why we desire to renew our mind. So Lord, speak to us through your scripture today. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. I don't, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I don't appreciate silence. Um, that's one of the things that in youth ministry they always said was a good thing is ask a question and you have to be okay with silence. You, ask, you have to be okay with allowing people to kind of talk once you've asked the question. And there's sometimes where there were some kids that just talk like crazy and then there's other kids that like I, I, I couldn't sit there and wait for like five minutes for them to respond to me, right? And so I would just talk and by the time I'm done, I'm like, man, I, I've just blown that. But this week, um, I was reminded that I don't like silence again. Um, I walk to work um, most days, and this week I was walking to work, and my headphones went out. Like, I couldn't, it was, it was cold enough to where, like, the connection of my headphones and my phone weren't working, and so... Um, I was listening to this podcast, and I mean, I was getting frustrated. Like, I can't handle this. And so I was like, well, obviously, maybe God wants me to be quiet this week. And so um, put my phone away, and I was really annoyed. Because, first of all, I don't like to hear my heavy panting. I'm like, this should be easy, right? Walking to work, and you're like, <sighs> you know, well, and I've got tons of gear on. But also, like, and then you just hear everything, right? You hear like the crunching of your feet, and there's this like cadence, and I just, I get in my own head, and, and it's really weird for me. But it made me kind of realize that, and how, how can we ever renew our minds when we have things going on constantly? How am I going to be even in my own head to kind of work through the things in my, in my own life if I can't sit and be quiet? And so this week, I kind of decided to look at maybe one day's of thought process in my mind as I, was, as I was going through things going, how is my mind constantly distracted? And so if you're ready for this, here you go. This is my mind in one day. Anxiety about my job, myself, self-worth, worry. I've, I have a huge fear of missing out, FOMO. Stress, anger behind on all things. My goals aren't exactly where they are. I have plans that aren't done yet. I have huge aspirations to make millions of dollars at some point, right? I mean, we have to think about that. That talk I had with that one person the other day, the talk I'm going to have with that person on Thursday and Wednesday and Tuesday and probably Friday with that other person. I have incredibly, did I mention this, self-doubt? 
uh, depression, that series I got to catch up on Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, Amazon Prime, CBS All Access. I have regrets about things all the time about that cookie I just ate, about not waking up early enough in the morning. I have shame. I have guilt. Man, on top of that, I have to think about my wife because I'm not connecting with her sometimes. My kids, I've got to remember to wrestle with them, play games with them. I have to find a funny joke for a sermon. That group Snapchat I'm in, I am also uh, have to find a funny joke for uh, just in case that conversation I have with that one person on Wednesday is going really low. I just have to bring something in to bring a little bit of humor to break the ice on that. I've got to look at my Instagram, my Snapchat, TikTok, which I might, might, or might, I don't have TikTok, by the way. I'm thinking that maybe I should have it, but is that a cool thing to have? Is that probably wrong? All of those things. And so, no, I'm probably not going to do TikTok. Wait, Facebook, I probably should get on that, but that's for only old people. And so, what if I'm going to do all of those things? And so, I've got to figure out how I'm going to get to be with the other people. But there is Messenger, which tons of people still contact me on. And that group that's in there, they are messaging up a storm. I should probably leave that group. But Messenger, I have to have on my phone because that's where it needs to be. Marco Polo, they keep telling me that I should do that because it's always video. And you just do that Marco Polo thing. And then you don't have to type in your text message because everybody is always make fun of my text messages. Speaking of text messages, I have to text Brad back because he's been making fun of me like crazy on that thing. And so I've got to find a funny joke for that. Phone calls, email, snail mail. Snail mail is a real thing, by the way, all, all of you guys. There are tons of people who like to receive snail mail. But then there's that car wreck that somebody had, and so maybe I need to be able to help them out with that sort of thing. Maybe offer them my car or don't, but what is that all about? I don't like being quiet, once again. What's on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, podcast books, Audible, I have a date night this week. I have friend night, maybe, if I want to invite people over. I have a family night. Work, I have to do every single day. Oh, yeah, possibly also work means working out as well. And so I've got to fit working out in there at some point. Oh, wait, I've got to really think about the food I eat. Oh, food, money, great. That costs money to eat food. And so I've got to think about my budget. I've got to think about the snow removal that I'm doing. Hey, that power outage that I had for two and a half hours last night, that really messed with things. I wonder what's going on with that. I wonder if they've really actually fixed that. Wasn't that really fun to be able to be with your family and not have anything going on? No electronics, no anything. I really probably should teach my kids about what it means to have Wi-Fi. Speaking of Wi-Fi, that means that you can listen to YouTube, uh, you can read magazines. I have to clean the dishes tonight later on. I'm singing that song in my head that I listened to this morning. My millions of decisions that I had to make, I need to wake up on time tomorrow because all of those millions of decisions have got to be while I'm waking, and so I've got to be able to do that. Plus, I got to shower, I got to brush my teeth. Do I smell really bad right now? And do you even like me for what I just said right now for the last 45 seconds? That's a lot of stuff for a day. But th that's normal. That's what every single one of you do in this room. You make all of these decisions. You think about all of these things, all of these distractions that come on. We are so cluttered in our minds. We have distractions that take us away all the time from the spot of, God, I'm not renewing my mind. There's others of you in this room that I know of that have possibly even way darker thoughts than I do. I've had conversations with people from the last week going, you don't understand. Those unforgiveness things in my mind, they are circling around constantly. 
And some of you are in this room right now going, I would much rather have Seth's thoughts than the, thought, than the thoughts that I have to deal with. The point is, is that we're so cluttered. And even when we move stuff out of the way, life is so incredibly busy or so incredibly... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say so incredibly distracting that things come back in. I read this story in, in the Bible, and I, and I didn't want to go into this, but I'm just going to tell you this, that Jesus was doing this parable, and he says, you know, um, there was this demon that got kicked out of a, of a soul, and the demon went searching around for another soul that he could come into. And after a while, he was just like, well, why don't I just go back to why don't I just go back to the person that I just got kicked out of? And he said, also, that spirit invited seven others to join him. That's the problem is, is that we live in this world that says, hey, less is more, and so we get rid of things, but we don't actually fill our lives back up with the things that we should be filling our lives back up with. All of these things that I talked about are, are okay. Well, I don't know if they're okay, but what I, what I mean is that they're not inherently wrong. But man, what if we started doing things on purpose? What if we started going, okay, if I'm going to allow that into my life, this is what I'm going to be doing with it. But instead, we find ourselves constantly just playing Candy Crush because that's the easy thing to do. Or maybe... Angry Birds, or the one game that's been crazy to me is Wordscapes lately, right? I started thinking about all of those too, and I started thinking about, it hasn't changed much. For those of you who don't have technology or who didn't grow up in the technology age, there, there was still tons of things to do back then, right? When we read our books or when we pick up our Sudoku books or when we actually did crosswords, right? There were times where like mom and dad don't talk to each other in the, in, in the room, But I think that as we go along, that we wish we were back to the simpler times. Because when we got bored of the Scrabbles, or we got bored of uh, the crosswords, not the Scrabbles, the crosswords and different things like in those games, we actually were forced to talk to one another. And so today as we dive in, I, I really hope that we see what God is mentioning the idea of renewing our minds. That we would get rid of things, but also invite the Holy Spirit in to change and guide our hearts and direct us. And I think that's two ways that we can do that through Scripture. So if you're taking notes with me this morning, the very first uh, line, of, I'm sorry, I already went through renew your mind, but that, that little blank line is this. Be intentionally present in all you do. If we're going to renew our minds, I'm going to ask you that this year, a worthwhile resolution is be intentionally present in all you do. I have this friend that comes over to my house quite often, uh, unannounced, and uh, will be... <laughs> I'm really saying he's waving back there, um, but uh, it's Brad Marlinet, and so anyway, this is what he says, and he says this jokingly, 
but it's something that really gets to me, and, and I want to share it with you, um, is he'll be over at our house, and uh, I'll be getting on my phone, and I'll text somebody. And this is what he says. He says, who's, in more, who's more important than me right now? Right? He says that as a joke, right? Like, but it's, it's incredibly interesting. Who is more important than me right now? And it makes me kind of wonder at, at what point, what if, what if God did that to us? How many of you guys, uh, I'm not going to ask for a raise of hand, but how many of you guys, when you sit down to read your daily uh, devotions or your Bible time, you have your cell phone right next to you? And even if you put it on silent, you still hear the zzz, 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 right, of, of things going on. What if you threw it away, or not throw it away, but like go into another room, leave it alone? But what if I miss out on something? What if an emergency happens? Somebody said this once that I thought was amazing is, is phones are for our convenience, not for theirs. Wow. I think about that in all aspects of our life when if we're in, trying to be intentionally present in all we do, we start to really look at, well, where, what is going on around me? What is really my heart? When you have a lunch date with somebody, do you set your phone upside down? Do you leave it face up? Do you let things come in? Do you let all the distractions? One thing that I have had to start doing, I, I have brothers who, um, when they go to a restaurant, they always want to be able to see the whole place, and so they sit in directions where they can see all the exits and all that sort of stuff. They're kind of weirdo cop people. Um, and so, but what I've had to do is intentionally go into a room and keep my back to stuff. And the only reason why is this is because I know I will get distracted. I know that when I see people walking in, I will get distracted by them for that quick instant. And, I, and I'm just like, I want to be present. I want to be present. I know that a shooter might come in, right? And all those things. Or somebody might come up on me. And, and guess what? There are people who are better able to handle that than me. And so I'll let them sit in those spots. But I need to know myself. Somebody said something interesting to me. They said, hey, when you're, being, when you're intentional, it means you mean to do something and to do it on purpose. How often do you hear people go, well, I just tried this and it accidentally happened? Well, this just was an accidental outcome of this. I think I want to be a person who means to do something and do it on purpose and go, that's the exact outcome I wanted because God has been renewing my mind and this is what he's been telling me to do. My kids get to be a part of this um, art um, program that they've got going on and, and one of the things they do is they read a Bible verse and then literally they sit and be silent for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. And then they say, okay, God, what are you, what, what are you speaking to me through this piece of scripture? It's unbelievable what my kids had to say about that, what they thought about. And I know that then they kind of create this art piece, but I, I just think it's cool to think about be intentionally present in all we do, in our parenting, intentionally present when we're going on a date, intentionally present when we're at work, intentionally present when, when it is whatever we're doing, that we're not distracted. 
because it allows us time to focus on our minds, the renewing of our minds. And there's lots of verses that go with this. I think of 2 Corinthians 10.5, and this is what it says. It says, we destroy, we destroy arguments and lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God. And here's the kicker right here. When we're intentionally present and people are talking to us, we then get to take what they're saying and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. We start going in, in our own lives and what they're saying and go, wait a second, wait a second. That's not what the Bible says. If we're, if we're reading scripture, like the worthwhile resolution of week one, and we're listening to Jesus and we're trusting him, and we're building relationships with one another, or even just walking around, we look at this and we go, every thought that I have has to be captive so that I'm glorifying Christ and obeying him. I've noticed that sometimes when I'm talking to a person and I really don't want to listen to what they're saying, they'll go, hey, do you agree with this? And they'll go, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. And then I'll walk away and go, I just told them I agree with something, something that I don't agree with. But because I don't really have the time and space to be with them, but what if I was present with them and said, no, I, I don't agree with that. The other day, I, I said hi to somebody, and I asked them a question, and, and they said, good, how about you? And I said, that's not the question I asked you, right? And I was like, well, I'm done asking them questions, and they, you know, they, they walked by, but I do the exact same thing. My daughter will come up to me and say, dad, look what I made. Mm-hmm, that's great, sweetie. And she, one day, she finally said, stop, and I looked at, and she grabbed me, and she said, look, and I was like, oh. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I really like that. But where are our thoughts? Are we, are, we have, are we holding them captive? What if they're the thoughts that you are, keep saying to yourself, I'm not good enough? No, be intentionally present. Maybe dive into that a little bit more and go, that's not what Jesus says about me. God says his thoughts about us are greater than the sand, than the grains of sand on earth. And so I'm taking my thoughts and I'm going, no, those are wrong thoughts. God, I need your thoughts in me. Proverbs 4.23, I love, goes on to say this. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I mean, if we're taking every thought, we're able to then go, that's not the truth. We're guarding our hearts and we go, okay, great. Because we're guarding our hearts, that means that we're really allowing it to determine the way that, that we're supposed to be going. And that can only happen through the truth of Scripture. Not just willy-nilly thoughts. Because when we guard our hearts, we're able to live the way that Christ is asking us to live. And Ephesians 4, 22 through 32 goes on to say this. It says, throw off your old sinful nature. That's the whole point. When we've come to Christ, we're throwing off our old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. But instead, let the Spirit, okay, right? We're, we've already talked about this. As we're following Christ, we're, into, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and direct and renew our hearts. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. 
This is, this is amazing. Those 10 minutes where you get to, get to listen to what the Spirit is saying to you, man, it renews your thoughts and your attitudes. And so it helps us to stop lying. Let us, let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands to work hard, to, for good hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, anger, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. I'm going to tell you, when I read that this week, and I've read that multiple times, I thought to myself, I could legitimately stay on these two verses, or sorry, not two verses, ten verses, for the rest of the year and still not get this right. But the whole point is, God, I, I want to renew my mind. I'm not doing well at this, so help me to do this. This is what the Holy Spirit guides and directs to do. And so, God, I'm not good at this, but would you please do that? Because I want to be present. I want to be present in all I do. I want to do things on purpose. And so, God, I know that I'm angry when I get around this person. God, help me be present in my thoughts and my actions so that you can change my thoughts and my attitudes. And it goes on in Matthew 15, 11, it says, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Think about that for a little bit. I'm not going to go into huge detail. Colossians 3, 2 through 5 says this, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ is your life, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you, having nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Once again, it goes back to worshiping God, not wanting to be conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Be intentional in all you do. You know, one of, the, one of the verses that I read at the very beginning, Matthew 22, 37, it, it talks about love the Lord your God with all that you are. And then it says, love your neighbor as yourself. I heard somebody say this week, they said, say I love you without using those three words. With God, with others, how do you do that? How do you tell God that, man, this is real? That God, I want to be renewed in my mind. And that is spending time with him, allowing him to say, I love you first. Allowing him to show you all of those things that I've sent Christ. I think about you all the time. Your face is in the palm of my hand and I look at you and I see that you are precious. 
And so, God, I want to be intentional in all those things because I don't want to think the things about myself that the world is telling me or that I don't want to think about what's, what the world keeps on saying. But, God, I want to be present because I want to do things on purpose. And so, God, renew my mind. And the last way that I think that we renew our minds is not so much about ourselves, but now it becomes, I think, about God, and it's this, is that cast all your cares upon him. Cast all your cares upon him. Now this is incredibly hard for renewing our mind. Because a lot of times we say, hey, God, I do trust you and I do want to cast. And so we'll say, hey, God, take care of this. And then all of a sudden, we do all of the earthly things to make it better for ourselves. And I don't know if we really cast all of our cares about God. We simply just tell him, hey, it would be really good if you gave me a good outcome on this. And so we do everything we can. And then at the, back, at the back end of it, we go, yeah, that was a pretty good outcome. I think I can handle that. It all starts with this, is your ability to cast your cares upon him is based on knowing how much God loves you and wants the best for you. And so do you believe that God loves you and has the best for you. Then and only then can he change your heart. Do you believe that God loves you and has the best for you? Then and only then can he change your heart. We see those in all of these verses. Jeremiah 33.3, he says this, he says, Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you don't know about things to come. If you are downtrodden, you have no clue what's going on, would you spend time asking God? There's a, uh, a great book that has come across my life, and I know that um, you ladies got it one year at a, uh, at a women's event. It's called God Guides, and the whole entire point of that book was that um, we would sit down and we would say, God, I have one question for you, and I'm not moving until you give me the answer for that. I'm not going to do anything else until I get a clear answer for that. Would you have the ability to sit and do that? Or do you go, nope, if I don't get the answer right away, I'm going to do it on my own. That happens through a couple different ways. I'll tell you that is that happens through reading your scripture. That happens through listening to the Holy Spirit. And that, that happens listening to other godly people. But it's not one over the other. I think it's actually all three together. But if you need to know something, would you ask him? He says it right there. Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you don't know a thing about things to come. Proverbs 28, 26 says, Those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Matthew 21, 22 says this, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Now, I know when I throw that one out there, a lot of you are like, really? Because I've prayed for a lot of things, and I, I haven't gotten anything yet. I've been praying for a million dollars for years, right? Some of you might say to me. There's a reason why I started with being intentionally present in all you do, and first, uh, finding out what's more important because as you're with God and you're intentional with God and you realize those things, guess what happens? 
the things that you're praying for become a lot less about you and more about him. And so the things you ask for aren't so much about my own safety or my own problems, but it's about, God, how do I glorify you in all things? Our prayers change when God is changing our hearts. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. When we get into situations where we just don't make sense, we can't make sense of any of it, literally, God, I trust in you. I want my faith. Would you renew my thought process to be about you? I'm casting my cares upon you because I know you can handle them. Because I can't. Romans 1.28 is more about a warning for us to to cast our, our cares about God. It says this, it says, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. I find that interesting that God is literally saying in this that when you don't want his ways, he's going to let you do the things that are going to destroy you. No, I want to acknowledge God in all aspects of my life. I want to know your good and perfect will. And it takes us going back to week one, the worthwhile resolution of that is going, no, I'm reading my Bible and I'm trusting God and absolutely everything, and here we go. I'm diving in all the way. I'm spending time with you, God. I'm asking you questions. Would you please reveal things to me? 11, Matthew eleven twenty eight goes on to say, then Jesus said, here's the deal, for all of you in this room, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. If you have been struggling and your whole idea of renewing of your mind and all these distractions, even any of these things that I said at the very beginning, if you've been going through all those things, at what point will we just do this? Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. It goes on to say, hey, you're still going to have to carry a load, but we're going to do this together. It doesn't mean we quit and we just throw everything down and we just let the rest of the world go by us. No, it means that God renews our minds and we start going, okay, I have a direction from you, God. We don't give up and just roll over. But there is a place where we find rest, and it's all over Psalms. God, you're my rock, you're my refuge, you're my place in which I trust, you are my shelter. All of these things God is for us. And so because he is, we can cast all of our cares upon him. First Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And lastly, Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Can I tell you that it's okay to be brutally honest with God? but it's not okay to tell him that he's wrong. <laughs> it's okay. God, I think you're wrong. I wish it was different, but I know you're not. I wish it would have turned out this way. Instead, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. 
And some of you I know and I understand that are in this room going, Seth, you don't get it. I've been praying for years about this thing or I've been praying for months. And the only thing I can say to that is, is God asking you to do a different prayer? Are you truly seeking God in those? And I, and I can't give you an answer to that. I know that God's answers are not yet, wait, and no. So maybe it's just a little bit more. Maybe it's changing our own ideas around and going, God, I really want to be focused on you. Sometimes I think we ask God for answers and then we try our best to do the worldly responses to those questions. And this morning as we sing our song, and if you haven't noticed, we've been singing uh, this song for the last uh, three weeks, and this is, or the last two weeks, and this is a song that's just been amazing, and it's called One Thing by Charlie Hall. And the reason why we've been singing this song every single week is simply this, is that uh, we want to be single-minded. We want to focus our one thing on Christ. And this world worthwhile resolution of renewing our mind, in there it says, I'm single-minded, God. I'm single-minded on you, and this is what I want. But I want to leave you with two verses this morning as we, as we sing this for you guys to think about. It, just a couple verses later on in Philippians 4, it says this, and it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And so when we're single-mindedly focused, this is where our, our focus wants to be. God, I want to be thinking about the things that are honorable, that are right, because they are you. And for those of you who are going, okay, great, that's maybe be intentional in all those things. Here's what I want to give you a little bit of encouragement on, and this is, has been my life verse for a really long time. My life verse, it's my life. Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Not everything you want, everything you need. So as you sing this song, would you ask God to show you where you're not being intentional? There are some of you in this room who would love to go, God, I cannot cast this on you because uh, I don't think that you're good enough for this. You've been harboring maybe some angerness towards God and you're just like, I don't think you've been right. Maybe God's telling you, wait a second. Maybe you need to look at this a little bit differently. But how do we renew our minds? By being intentionally present with our thoughts and our actions and casting all of our cares onto God so that he can take care of them. Because he absolutely loves you. And the Holy Spirit that does miraculous works can come upon us and teach us new things and renew our minds. So let's sing that song with that focus and then I'll come up and pray with us at the end.
ask that you would please stand to worship with me. This is uh, not special. This is worship. So stand and give your all. And thank you, Seth.
Single-minded, it's about renewing our minds. And that we want to be followers of Christ and that we don't want to be distracted anymore. We want to be intentionally present. That we want to cast all of our cares upon God because He cares for us. And so God, would you help us to seek your kingdom first? Would you help us desire your presence in our lives? Would your Holy Spirit fill us? And Lord, would we not be numb to your Holy Spirit? Would we invite? Would we sit? Would we listen? Would we be silent? Would we allow your work to guide and direct our hearts so that we're single-mindedly knowing you and loving others. We thank you, Lord. In your holy name we pray. Amen. I love you. We'll see you guys all next week. Thanks for joining us again for another sermon of the GEC podcast. Connect with us at GlasgowEC.com or every Sunday morning at 10 here in Glasgow, Montana. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes because this helps us share the word with more people. See you next week.